Food. Chris Fothergill Brown from YouTube.com slash That's Rank. Uh, food reviewer, restaurant reviewer, food critic, uh, food aficionado, uh, just a, a, a guy who's freaky about freaky food, I guess, is probably the best way to sum you up. I think that that's probably right. about as accurate as it gets. Yeah, freaky is definitely on the menu on a regular basis, but not today. You just stole today? my thunder. I was going to say, what's on the menu for today? Those are the exact... Uh, <laughs> such a cool <laughs> Okay, I'm crushing the intro. Over All to right. you, sir. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Your adoring public demands it. What is your comfort food? My comfort food? Are we talking snacks or are we talking like a plate? Like a dinner? meal to sit down to have. What what just brings you to that nice, warm, happy place? I mean, my favorite meal is roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. But my comfort go-to? I mean, I'm pretty darn happy with homemade pizza. Homemade pizza is a very good one. Yep. I'm a bit of a weirdo. Mine Shocking. is beans. Yeah, mine's beans. Uh, very few things on the planet bring me the same kind of joy I get out of spending an afternoon making beans. Here you go again. Pinto beans in a rich. <laughs> very on point. But yeah, no, pinto beans in a barbecue sauce, black beans seasoned with garlic, onions, peppers, cumin, or even kidney beans in a warm chili. And I'll tell you what got me to thinking about this this week, because I was reflecting uh, on the early days of the pandemic this past weekend. So let me know when I take this too far. John's still passing the beans. But <laughs> um, so thinking back two years ago, I was sent home from work on March 19th, was actually a little bit later than most workplaces. I hung on for dear life, begging and pleading <laughs> not to go home. But uh, 19th, they, they'd had enough that it was time to go. And I remember stopping on the way home to get my son's birthday cake. His birthday's on the 20th, but we decided to roll a day early. Oh, well, no happy idea. birthday, Noah. Yay. Five years old. He's uh, He had the time of his life this past weekend. Eastside Mario's. That was his choice. Nice. Yeah. He, uh, he loves it because it's called Mario's, like the video game. I don't uh, think he actually cares what they serve, but anyway. There you go. Um, so, yeah, no, two years ago, we went a day early because we didn't know if anything would still even be open on the 20th. Things true. were just moving so fast true, and true, furious. True. Like, it was a scary, scary place in the yep. opening days of the pandemic. So we thought everything could be shut down. Yep. I went to the store to get his cake and I remember it felt like a wasteland. Um, now, my wife is a couponer and the early run of toilet paper wasn't a concern for us. She actually <laughs> announced last week that we just ran out of our pre-pandemic stuff. Right? No doubt. Uh, but what was wiped out was the dry goods, including the beans. Now, I took that very personally. I'm a connoisseur of beans, and to be clear, I still had beans at home. I'd never let myself run out of dried beans, but I was low on black-eyed peas. And be, being near Easter, it's always wise to have black-eyed peas on hand when you know you're going to be smoking a whole ham leg because the leftovers goes very well into the black-eyed peas. Okay. I remember being like mad, thinking all these people who'd never soaked a bean in their entire lives suddenly decided to load up on my personal pantry favorite. And John, I got to admit, I reacted in that moment. I, I reacted very <laughs> poorly. In a moment I can only describe as spiteful rage, I bought all of the sausage I could find on the shelves as my payback to those other consumers. Why now, granted, sausage? Well, there was only three packages, to be fair. But still, I <laughs> really love... How does that relate to beans? Well, I'll get there. They, okay. I really like the in-house sausages that they make at Sobeys, especially the salt and pepper ones. And what I like doing as it pertains to beans is to put them on a wire rack over top of a cast iron pot while on my smoker. And as the slow heat helps render down the fat, the flavor winds up dripping directly into the pot and adding flavor to my beans. Okay. Yeah. And so, you figure the rest of the world does this too. Therefore, if you take 
that away. If they take from something them. I love, I'm going to take <laughs> okay. something they love. That's just how it goes. Now, this story does have a happy ending. People got in a bean fatigue very much in a hurry, and my black eyed peas were back on shelves in short order. Mm-hmm. And I've learned my lesson. I've now got enough on hand to last me through the rest of the decade. <laughs> I'm under strict orders from my wife not to order or cook any more beans, for that matter, until the beans we eat, including the ones in the freezer, are already consumed. But I still work at home, and she doesn't. With the weather warming up, she can expect to come home tonight and find a cast iron pot. Uh, we we, we just talked about it being grill. your son's birthday. When's yours? <laughs> well, my son's birthday was on Sunday. Mine, uh, mine is in early May. All right. Everybody listening to this right now, when you find beans at the grocery store, I want you to buy some up and we're going to show up at Chris's house with a nice big birthday delivery of beans. I'd be so down with that. Also, I just ordered 10 pounds of cranberry beans. Please don't tell my wife. I'm not allowed. <laughs> it's a good thing she doesn't listen then, right? <laughs> Probably important. Yeah, she's the only one not listening. Um, YouTube.com slash That's Rank is your YouTube channel. Uh, in a nutshell, describe the channel for folks. Uh, in a nutshell, I eat things, and if you've ever wanted to see a man yell at Reese's Candy, that is the place to go. Oh, okay. Way to hook us. All right. Yes. YouTube.com yes. slash I yelled at, I yelled at candy. Chris Father Gilbrown, <laughs> thank you. DivaOfLove.com is her ever-evolving website. She is all about empowerment coaching, life empowerment coaching. Welcome back, Susie. Thank you, John. So this kicks off uh, a week-long conversation about overhauling your thought process. This is some work for a lot of folks, but I love that we're even going there. Yes, because sometimes we get so caught up in our thoughts that we don't, kind of we go off tangent and we we don't focus on what's really important and last week we spoke about our goals and attaining our goals and that really has a lot to do creating your goals and actually the journey to your goal has a lot to do with your thought process Mm -hmm. so i wanted to talk a little bit more about it this week sure so let's zone in today you want to talk about elevating your critical thinking Yes. So critical thinking, it's the act really of understanding a problem by analyzing the facts. You know, you understand the process and you know how to do things more effectively. And it will benefit both your personal and professional life because it'll help you base your actions on facts rather than feelings and emotions, which we often do. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, you focus not on what you think, but how you're thinking. Um, so the object, you want to be objective and not subjective. So critical thinking, it's an objective process based on pulling from all available facts and information. Um, so multiple sources before reaching a conclusion, it means analyzing something without allowing your personal bias feelings or assumptions to influence you. And we do that a lot, especially in our personal life, Yep. you know? We, we focus in on what we think something is, and we, we kind of lose sight of the big picture. So being objective will help you. And I love, I love that you said we focus in on something we think we know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually, but we make stuff up and we just can't let it go. Yeah. And the past couple of years have been a, a perfect example right? of yes. that happening, right? Yeah, exactly. So I also challenge people to be observant. So those who quietly observe their surroundings rather than reaching impulsive, reacting impulsively tend to understand things a little more. 
when you're good at this, you even see trends coming. Um, you use your intuition. You make better decisions for yourself. Uh, you can train your observation muscles by practicing mindfulness and learning how to quiet your mind. You know, we have a tendency to instantly react to things because of social media. It's like I was just going to say, to look how quickly we react. Yeah, look how quickly we react. Oh, I got to, I got to, you know, pound my opinion into the keyboard right here. If you take a yeah. moment, yeah, like like the difference between you replying this very second and replying five minutes from now can be the difference between you ending up in some sort of you know unfriend block situation or actually contributing some interesting ideas to a conversation and i i have been so guilty of that and we all are. i now i kind of step back and i look at what other people are talking about and other people's impulsive reactions yeah and then i'm like okay because it helps me see what other how other people think too and maybe what i was thinking wasn't the right path you know i was like oh wait a minute that's right i so get that you know yeah. i never thought of that right you know you know the only time i react impulsively is when you put up give me a song about whatever what song you want to hear and I always <laughs> well that's the idea right we want the first thing that pops into your <laughs> that's head different yeah yeah that's different <laughs> and i'll usually use a prince song but anyway <laughs> that's, <laughs> <Shocking>. I <digress. laughs> um so next up collecting uh, information and data so uh, there's a lot of information out there obviously <laughs> we can often get overwhelmed or even worse trust easier sources such as our peers or YouTube or, you know, some some easy information that we can access. Mm -hmm. But conducting unbiased research looks at all sides of the issue and you're asking relevant questions, your thoughtful questions about the information you're collecting. So to make sure you have all the information you need before making a qualified decision. You know, we should always challenge ourselves to learn something new, especially about subjects that challenge our worldview. Uh, it's only then that we can truly open our eyes and see the world as it is rather than through our own lens. Right. And Google's not research because Google's only going to give you back exactly what it is you're looking for. That's not research. That's confirming exactly. what you already know. And you can find proof of anything you want. Sure. You can find proof uh, like the flat earth movement is back and you can find tons of proof on that on on google youtube whatever that the earth is flat i mean how much research have we done how much science is out there but you know yeah let's finding, look at so, it. finding someone who agrees with your point of view is not research no and it's very easy to find someone yes who it agrees is with yes you. it is which is brings us to our next point which is effectively communicating so when you effectively communicate with others about an issue, you can ask better questions of more people, listen more actively, learn from others, and not shy away from difficult discussions. You know, we've seen this in all the BIPOC discussions we've had recently. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people generally want to learn more. You know, a lot of people generally didn't know what the big picture was, and you could see that process happening. Uh, that, okay, let's learn more. And and. There's so many people out there, so much knowledge out there that that let's see what's actually happening. What happened? What's the history? You know, what can we do to make it better? What's spread the word? You know, let's learn about it instead of knowing one side of the story. Let's look at 
all sides of the story, even if you don't agree with it. You know, seeing things from another's perspective helps you understand others in a real way, even uh, even if and when you disagree with someone. Truly listening and having a respectful conversation makes you a better human. Right. And um, a lot of it is the language or the tone that we use, too. Right. Like it's a it's yeah. a oh, hell no. Well, there's no room for conversation if 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 that's the attitude. Right. Oh, hell no. No. Instead, if you craft your response, I hear what you're saying, but I'm curious to know your thoughts when I, you know, give you this bit of information or that bit of information, what is your response to this? That Now you're dialoguing. Now you're getting somewhere. You don't have to agree, but you're building a conversation as opposed to starting a fight. Yeah, like I've learned a wealth of information over the past couple of years just from listening to people who are speaking about their own personal experience. Sure. You know, even racism, like you think, you know, you're in Canada and doesn't exist like it does in other places. Oh, yes, it it does. does. You know what I mean? But if it's not in front of you, sometimes you don't see it. Right. um, And you don't know about it. But I've learned so much and it's changed the way I approach things and the way I do things. And I am more aware of myself uh, in that process as well. So you you learn like to grow. We're growing. That's so important. It is. Um, and the, the last, uh, my last point is like analyzing that you've gathered all this information and you've used your problem solving skills to make an informed decision, hopefully, and looked at different recommendations. A critical thinker always looks at every possibility and chooses the right path for them based on all the gathered information. They're also more qualified to discuss the subject matter with everyone in a respectful, knowledgeable way because they've truly been objective. Yes. Everyone has their method of doing this. So find what works best for you. But it doesn't mean you have to agree with everyone. But, you know, you know, you've done the research. I understand where you're coming from. You know, I don't agree with you. That's not the way I do things or I want to do things or that's not my value system. But I understand why it's yours. And that's where we have dialogue. That's where we can understand each other as human beings and not go into it attacking each other. There's a great know? lesson that I, you know, anytime you've taken, anytime you take an improv class, there's a great lesson you learn. And that is you never say no in improv. Mm-hmm. Whatever the person you're, or, or people you're playing with in a scene, whatever line they give you, you play off it. So your, your response is never no. It's always yes and So you build on that. If you approach a lot of conversations with, yes, okay, and I was thinking this, Mm -hmm. that changes the dynamic. That opens the floodgates for conversation. Yeah, and and it'll allow the other person not to be defensive. Exactly. But they'll be open to your uh, worldview as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what a wonderful world we'd have if if everyone did this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seriously, trying to make a better world one step at a time. Uh, so I'm, I'm challenging everyone to reflect on the critical thinking skills that you already possess, like what you're good at, and those you may need to develop and work on the ones you need to work on. So if you need to be a better listener, uh, need to be more open, challenge your worldviews, you know, do it one step at a time, baby steps. You don't, no one's saying you have to change how you think or change your values. But you do need to challenge them and and look at other people's worldviews because everybody's opinion is valid. And regardless if it 
it agrees with us, ours or not. Um, everyone comes from their own perspective and what a wonderful world it is when we all understand each other and, you know, respect each other. I love it. Now, how about a post-it note and mantra for this conversation? I will be an objective thinker. There it is. And people can connect with you one-on-one for life empowerment coaching, of course. Where are you online again? Divavlove.com. Canada's money coach is Judith Kane, called upon by network television, uh, by radio hosts across the country, and by yours truly, The Milkman, here on The Milkman Show on BTR. Uh, Judith, you were once in the life insurance business, so let me ask you this question. Do I need life insurance? Yes, I was in the life insurance business. And when I started in the life insurance business, we were kind of on par with, oh, I don't know, used car salesmen. <laughs> yes. People would call me to clear parties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what do you do for a living? I sell life insurance. Gee, thanks for the party. It's time to go. <laughs> oh, man. It was hard. It was really hard. Those are the days before computers. and But, you know, life insurance does a play does play a very important role in our lives. If you've ever known anybody who has been the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, so a loved one passed away and and they had the proceeds of a life insurance policy, then you might have a different attitude about how important life insurance is. The reason you buy life insurance is not for you because you're alive. Right. It's to protect your your people that you love your beneficiaries or something that you want to protect, or that's why you have life insurance. And there's a bunch of ways that you can buy life insurance. And probably the worst ways that you can buy it are are through your lenders. So a mortgage insurance, um, insurance on your credit cards or your loans or your lines of credit or your HELOCs, those are the worst ways to buy insurance because they don't uh, look at your medical history until the event happens. Right. So we talked briefly about that. So the difference is, yeah, you're paying a higher interest rate because they're not digging into your health records, correct? Well, they're, you're paying a, a higher interest rate because they are just, it's not that you're paying a high, higher interest rate. You're paying a premium for something that you're not getting. Right, right. That's okay. what you're paying for. If you buy individual insurance, you can decide whether you want to, for example, if you buy it for your mortgage, you can decide whether you want to pay off your mortgage or not. What if you didn't want to pay off your mortgage if someone passed away? What if you had 1.87% interest rate on your mortgage? You could take this money and invest it for your future if right. your partner passes away. So there's there's a whole bunch of reasons why you need to have life insurance. And I think, you know, one of the things that people used to say to me when I told them I was a life insurance agent, they would say, oh, I have tons of life insurance. And you know, when people said that to me, and if they showed me what life insurance they had, honestly, it's not that they had too much insurance or lots of insurance. What they had was the wrong kind of insurance okay. for what they needed. So when you're young and you've got a mortgage and you've got young kids, what you need is a swack of what's called term insurance. So that means that the premium stays the same for a period of time and then it goes up. So it stays the same for 10 years or for 20 years. So let's say that you've got a couple of young kids, you've got a mortgage and you want to protect your family if something were to happen to you, both okay. of you. Yep. So you would buy insurance. And if you buy something where the premium lasts for 20 years, 
you're you've protected your family for that 20 year period because right. the premium is never going to to change. Now, what happens is at the end of 20 years, the premium goes up and it's usually pretty dramatic. But what happens if something happens to you or your partner's health in the meantime? So you're diagnosed with cancer, you've had a heart attack, any one of those serious things that could cause insurance to be super expensive, all of a sudden, that premium that has gone up dramatically is the cheapest insurance you'll ever buy. Because you had it before the condition affected Correct. you. And right. when a policy renews, there is no medical required. You don't have to do a new Aha. medical when it just renews. So, and a medical and a medical is a reason for them to either not insure you at all or insure you at a much much higher rate because guess what? I'm now high risk. Exactly. Right. So that's that's another reason why you should buy individual insurance instead of buying it through your lender because you're dealing with a professional who understands these things, who can do a really good analysis on what you need the kind of insurance that you need. Do you need term insurance? Is Would whole life benefit you because you're looking for some tax efficient strategies? Does universal life make sense? You need to deal with a professional when you're looking at your life insurance. All right. You took me back, by the way, from the very beginning to an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati where the most hated person around, of course, was Herb Tarlick selling radio ads and then took a side hustle as an insurance salesperson. So, yeah. He did. And you know what? I had those checkered pants. I just want to say. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Judith Kane, Canada's money coach, always with great advice for us. I can't thank you enough for taking time out every single day to do this. How do people get in touch and send you questions? You can reach me through my website, judithkane.com. Can't get any simpler. Hey, it's the Milkman John Milky. Time now for your John Joke of the Day. Why does the Norway Navy have barcodes on the side of their ships? Well, so when they come back to port, they can Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite people on the planet joins me five days a week, that being Sue McGarvey. Sexwithsue.com, clinical therapist, syndicated talk show host. You run an amazing group uh, with chapters in the States and in Canada called The Ducklings. And here with us five days a week to answer listener questions and just talk all things sex. Welcome back, Sue McGarvey. Thanks, Putin. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm, oh I've gone from cupcake, cup, cuck, cuck, cake. To cup, that's a whole other thing. Cup, <laughs> As opposed to cut cold, yeah. yeah <laughs> cupcake to Putin. I love it. Um, today, you want to talk uh, um, THC? I know, I know, right? But it's it's legal as my mother, my eighty year old mother. Oh, I, there's a whole story about her planting it at the cottage. But anyway, there's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but there's a whole new thing about weed for your genitals right what yeah 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 yeah. i know and i know right it's it's this thing so they were there's a lot of discussion about for people who have you know painted intercourse or it's not opening as well or it's just there's there's a you know issues with the foreskin on the penis or issues with with women just having pain well what you can do is make your vagina stoned so they have <laughs> this new stuff i know it's so good does it require so i mean how does it does it require inhaling 
No, it's, okay. it's put in a cream. So basically they, you know, like as if you're going to make, if you're going to make brownies, it took me a while to figure this out, right? Um, but you got to grind it and then you got to put it in a crock pot with some butter and steep it all day. And then you got to strain it and then you use the butter for the brownies. That's what I learned. Well, the butter, think of it as in, in a really high grade coconut oil, as an example. Okay. You put the THC, if you put it in your tea, you'd be high as a kite. If you put it in your genitals, there is a small amount of you know feeling looser and more relaxed sure but most of it is a localized reaction and it literally makes your vagina stone so the pain the discomfort the anxiety around that if your body's having those kinds of reactions wow it's a great solution so somebody was asking me about it. i'm like i have some it's so good i give people samples like try it just to see because some for some people it doesn't work at all but other people it's like omfg sue this is really great and it allows things to so you can make it at home if you have you know if you you know if you have somebody you know that has a bag um you can talk to my mother or you can <laughs> <laughs> the minister seriously she was given some and put it at the cottage and had to put it in the right the amount of minister. light and, and harvested it and she's like it's legal sue i'm like yes mom mom yes um but the reality is is that you can you know go go to the store get some grind it up and and make it or you can go and buy it um, you know, they have some oils. They had, you know, they had one called the Fleur de Lis, uh, made uh-huh. out from that, uh, that company in Gatineau. Anyway, I know Snoop makes some. So <laughs> of course he does. Just, of course he does. So put some and, you know, put some in your muff and give it a try and see, cause it literally is localized. You know, I, I have, I have a friend who, you know, who takes the gummies and takes just five milligrams. She says, it's like having two glasses of wine without the calories. And I'm like, well, think of it as this, as you put it inside, and it just makes everything easier. And for people who are having issues around that, a lot of times it's not stretching as well. It really works. Well, I was never, uh, I'm still not a big uh, marijuana user or THC user, um, but I did get a vape on the recommendation of a friend um, for my most anxious moments. And I'll tell you, if this does the same thing for a vagina that it does for me when I am completely stressed out and the way it makes me just chill, then I'm all for it. What a recommendation. Sue McGarvey, people can write you questions and you will answer them. And your website again is? Well, it's sexwithsue.com, but sue at sexwithsue. Send it. Very simple. All right, my friend. Thank you as always. Insightful. 